Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. It is episode 50, 50 of the Say Hey podcast. This is Doug Hayes, a.k.a. Say Hey Doug. It is September 2nd, 2021. I am joined by Giants Chatter co-admin Eric Nathanson. You can give him a follow on Twitter at 2OutHits. I can't talk already. 2OutHits. That's the number 2OutHits. Eric, welcome back to the show, man. How's it going? It's going good, Doug. Thanks for having me back. I I, I like being on this show. Love talking Giants ball with you. And here we are. You just said it. It's September 2nd. And we're into September and the Giants are in a pennant race. So I'm freaking can happen congrats to you on 50 episodes it is a good milestone some podcasts don't even make it that far so congrats to you and rob and the stay hey podcast thanks buddy i appreciate that i can't believe we made it to 10 so you know getting to 50 (laughs) is a uh is is kind of a cool thing for us so we i mean we've been doing this for you know over 13 months now we started at the end of july like really like at the end of or actually the beginning of that short season last year um, was when we got going and uh, yeah we've been rolling ever since and we've had a blast so kind of cool 50 we're gonna have to do something like really big for 100 so we'll we'll see when we get there but uh oh yeah, you know yeah. triple digits triple digits is a milestone you celebrate with guests and prizes absolutely and speaking of triple digits your podcast is beyond triple digits uh well i mean it's beyond like the beginning of triple digits you guys are and i'm talking about torture cast in case you haven't listened to torture cast go listen to it um you guys are on what episode two something aren't you yeah if you add in all the bonus shows we're on like episode 290 something we're getting close to 300 overall wow. but uh we're at about 250 for just regular old episodes we've been chugging along 10 years is a long time there's been a hiatus or two but you know it keeps going so uh thanks for the plug awesome. real quick listen to torture cast uh we'll have a new episode monday and we'll also be live monday afternoon labor day if you want to catch us on facebook if not all your podcast platforms Awesome. And you can catch them live uh, on Giants Chatter. I always go live on Giants Chatter on Facebook. So make sure uh, you're a member on there and then you can see TortureCast live every week. So, um, Eric, the Giant, I, I know they won today. I know the Giants finally edited that stupid little freaking skid. Uh, you know, they, they had lost four in a row. They lost that series two out of three, including the last Sunday game against the Braves. Then they go lose the first three. Uh, of the series against Milwaukee in this four game set, which, you know, they weren't really even competitive games. It felt like I went to the game on Tuesday, Johnny Cueto just got flat out rocked. Um, but 
you know, the one constant ever since what, right before the all-star break that we can bank on. And that's number 62 Rockland's own Logan Webb. I mean, the guy, I didn't get to see the game today. Um, I listened, so I, but I, I couldn't, you know, I can't comment on like what his stuff looked like, but I'm assuming that he looked really good. You know, like Eric, you watched the game today, correct? So can you yeah. kind of just talk about, you know, what Logan Webb looked like today? The Giants won five to one. I know they scored a bunch of runs uh, late um, against Devin Williams of the Brewers, who has been having a really good year. Um, but t- talk about Logan Webb and like what he looked like today. Uh, well, he had just to put it in a numbers context, he had 21 swing and misses out of, I believe it was 92 pitches, wow. which is a, a pretty good number. It was a career high for him. He struck out 10 brewers, which also tied a career high that he set in Texas earlier this year. And they, the, the ball was moving. It disappeared. Avisel Garcia specifically stood no chance against Logan West. Today. <laughs> he, he went over three against him and struck out three times. It just, it wasn't even fair whatsoever. So he had that kind of swing and miss stuff that you want to see out of him. He had the ace stuff. He was the stopper today. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable that the Giants can't lose more than four games in a row because of Logan Webb stepping it up because he's been that man. I, I believe, uh, just his last two starts ago was the first time they lost one of his starts in a while because they they were on a roll here with Logan Webb starts. So he pitched really well. He looked like the ace. And, you know, if it comes down to one wild card game, he'd be the guy I'd go to right now. He he looked like what you want at the front end of the Giants pitching staff. And I know we have a month left until uh, the postseason begins. But, yeah, I think we're at that point where it's like, you know, if they can light it up, Logan Webb's probably going to be the dude that, uh, you know, Gabe Kapler puts out there in that one game playoff. If that's what it comes down to, hopefully not. Um, just a quick check in on the NOS standings. Yesterday, the Dodgers finally caught up to the San Francisco Giants. But, um, you know, they, the Giants get that half game back with the win today. They're both 85 and 49. Both teams tied for the best record in baseball. Um you know, as much as we hate the Dodgers, <laughs> you know, as and, and we'll get into what we want to talk about, but I'm looking at, I'm just like, isn't this freaking awesome? You know, it, I, I just wish that the Dodgers, uh, we got the Dodgers one more time after this weekend. Um, and it was like in late September, uh, yeah. you know, just so it's like, this is really for the NOS crown. I know we're getting them a little earlier for the last time that we wanted, but you know, can you agree that it's better for baseball? It's definitely better for this rivalry. Um, you know, that both of these teams overall to this point in the season have just been really, really good. Well, this is the first time they've been tied in September for first place in the NL West since 1997. And oh. Brian Johnson mm-hmm. untied it back then. Uh, <laughs> and the Giants went on to do what they didn't want to do, lose the Marlins. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it is great for baseball. It's fun as a Giants fan, I think. I, it, it's as much as we'd love to have the Giants 10 and a half, 15 games up on whatever team is behind them. If there's going to be one team that's a pest, it's kind of fun that it's the Dodgers. You know, it, it does make for a good September. But I'm with you. It'd be so nice if they had another three game set or something late, even if it was in LA late in the season, you know. The difference is the Dodgers, I mean, they're basically playing the same teams the rest of the way. The Dodgers get the Reds when the Giants get the Cubs. 
that's really the only difference. So the Dodgers kind of have a slightly different schedule. So it would be nice if they could settle a mano a mano. But heading into this series, tied, flat-footed tied, I, I don't think we could have asked for any better drama, any better setting leading up to this series. And as a Giants fan, this is very rare in our lifetime. It's true. And we may I, – I know we've come close many times, but I, we're really looking at the possibility for the first time ever, which – this is it's kind of shocking. Like these teams have never played each other in the postseason. Um, you know, there's a possibility that could happen this year. So could you imagine Giants and Dodgers in October? I mean, we can't imagine because we've never seen it. So um, I don't know if I'll be able to contain myself. Uh, and it'll only be five <laughs> games because they won't even face each other in the, the championship NLCS, series. It's yeah. the division series. So, I mean, the, the, it's ratcheted up even more. <laughs> That's true. So you know, that sense of urgency will be there from the get-go, uh, which would be awesome. So, yeah. um, you know, like we've said before, we're not huge on previews and recaps here on the Say Hey Podcast, but we are going to, since it's, you know, both teams are, uh, you know, tied for first place in the NL West. This is the last series. It's a huge series. Um, you know, we're going to preview it. But before we get into that, again, I know the Giants won today, but I do want to talk about, you know, kind of like just the last week, um, the, the giant struggles, uh, you know, the, the things that stick out to me are, uh, you know, the starting pitching has been rocky and it's kind of been like, you could, we could see it started getting rocky, like at the, uh, you know, beginning of August, like the whole month of August, there was really no consistency to the starting rotation. And I have some like numbers in front of me that I thought would be interesting, Obviously, we don't even need to read the numbers regarding Logan Webb, and it sucks because I could add his start from today on here, and it would make the numbers even better. But uh, I have fan graphs in front of me. It hasn't added today's game, but he's been so good. I mean, obviously, his his ERAs in the mid ones after today, it's probably in the lower ones. Um, he's been striking guys out. He had. 41 strikeouts and seven walks from August 1st up till today. And he had 10 K's and one walk, correct today. So you can put him at 51 strikeouts and eight walks since August 1st. I mean, the dude's been arguably the best pitcher in the national league. Um, And then the rest of the rotation has been, you know, spotty's an understatement, but I do, I do want to justify this real quick. And I know I'm talking a lot, sorry, but you know, Kevin Gosling has been getting a lot of heat. Um, about, you know, how good he was in the first half. And he was arguably, you know, top three, four pitcher in baseball um, up until the all-star break. And then the second half, not so much. But, you know, if you look at his numbers, he has not been awful. Um, I think what teams are doing is they're figuring out his splitter a little more and they're they're not going after it. So what we're seeing is, is teams being more patient at the plate, they're taking more pitches. This is why Gosman's getting chased earlier in games. Um, he's not getting into like the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings. Um, you know, so since since August 4th, he's gone six innings, five, five, three and two-thirds, six and five. So he has not gone over six innings um, since August 4th. But his numbers are not bad. 34 strikeouts against eight walks in 30 and two-thirds, a 3.23 ERA a 2.34 FIP, which means he's actually pitching better than what his ERA says, um, and a really, really respectable 9.98 Ks per nine. So, and, and one home run in those uh, seven starts. 
So, you know, he's, he's, it's kind of shocking, right? Like he's still pitched fairly decent. I just really think that other lineups are just, you know, they're just riding them out and getting them out of there, like in the fifth or sixth innings. I mean, are are those numbers kind of shocking to you too? Well, they are in the sense that you kind of feel like he's been getting hammered, but he really hasn't. It's like you said, they're working the counts, his splitter, they waited out. And if he doesn't have a splitter, then he's going to get beat just basis on the sheer volume of pitches he has to throw because Gosman's whole game is basically using the splitter and spotting the fastball. Yep. And uh, if he runs into trouble, if they're not biting on the splitter and they'll, they'll go after that. I, I don't think even since all the way back to the all-star break, he's lasted more than six innings. It's hard to remember a time he had just a straight up dominant outing. And it's almost like the book's just out on him now. So, you know, personally, I think he needs to develop another pitch to kind of counteract that. He's a bit of a case study in can a two pitch pitcher really work as a starter. Uh, Cause he's riding that splitter so much. So you're, you know, I'm curious to see if it continues, but I mean, he's got a 2.52 ERA still for the yeah. entire season. Yeah. You know, he, he strikes out 10 and a half batters per nine innings. He doesn't walk guys that often, you know, he's walking less than three batters per nine innings. So one at less than one, every three innings. So he's getting the job done. It's just when the giants bats aren't awake, it, it gets amplified. And, you know, when the giants aren't scoring seven and eight and nine runs behind him, and they're only scoring two and three and four, it just makes the margin of error that much smaller. And that's kind of what it's been for the giants lately. I I agree. And I think, I know we're spending a lot of time on Gosman here, but I, I, I like your idea of, um, picking up a third pitch and he does have other pitches, but he, I mean, 90 something percent of the time he's throwing fastball splitter. But, um, you know, the thing is, is I, I thought like after like his second, uh, consecutive, like not great start, I was like, you know, he's still got good life on his fastball. He's throwing, you know, 94, 96 fairly consistently. I thought maybe it was a mechanical thing because his splitter was kind of going through some withdrawals, I guess you could say then, but, I do. I think it's just credit to other lineups that they're just being a little more patient now um, and they're riding it out. But I think the easy thing to do is, and and you're a former player, you used to be a catcher, right? Um, I used to be a a pitcher. Like, could you imagine Gosman with a, you know, a 94 to 97 four seam, uh, 84 to 86 splitter, and then throw in like a 91 to 93, like two seam. Could you imagine him with a two seam fastball? Cause then now you have to like, that really upsets the timing of the splitter. And so if you mixed in something like that, even an average two seam, that can put him, you know, like consistently really good every start. Especially if it comes out of the hand looking very similar to the splitter, because being a two seam, it would be, you know, in essence, kind of a similar rotation. And, yes. and it would be a pitch that that he could – I mean, that's not a bad idea for a pitch. You know, you always think about a cutter as well, but I like the two-seam idea because that, that thing could uh, rise on him. And I was right. He hasn't pitched more than six innings since the All-Star break, yeah, yet he's still pitching it. 90, 100 pitches almost every game. He's in the high 80s, low 90s. So I, it, it is something he could add to his repertoire. But like I said, that's a fix that I think it's just you're not enough time this year. I don't see the Giants coaching staff, you know, uh, attacking something like that. You don't do but, that in September. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. But, you know, the, la- the last thought on him is, does it make you a little more hesitant to sign him to a long-term deal after this season? And I, a- as fair as it is for us to ask, ask that question, I think it just hasn't been answered yet. We don't know how the story is going to end just yet. He could have four or five outings to end this season and then rip through the playoffs. So who knows just yet. 
Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And I've put some thought to that too um, as well about how it affects him and his contract status after this year because he is, he's a free agent. So, um, you know, to round out this rotation though, the other three guys, and we'll keep these rather quick, Anthony DiScofani, who just came back from the IL, um, likely going to start tomorrow to open up this three-game set against LA. And we'll get into that series in a little bit. Um, but he struggled. That His last start in Atlanta, the first three innings, he looked really good. Um, and then the fourth inning came along, and it was like, whoa, dude, like what happened to the guy that started this game? Um, the, his last four starts, he had four starts in August, 13 and two-thirds, uh, nine earned, just 14 strikeouts and four walks. Um, so, yeah, uh, Discofani kind of, you know, uh, another one, I feel like the, the fastball life is, is still pretty good. Um, I just don't think his secondary pitches are really doing anything, and he's not really fooling anybody right now, which sucks because, you know, and he's also maybe not accustomed to throwing this many innings in here because he's has he's had injury issues in the past, and I wonder if that could factor in as well. Um, so we'll see it, how he does tomorrow. History shows it's probably not going to go great because the Dodgers light him up every time they see him. So uh, hopefully a different outcome tomorrow. Um Alex Wood uh, just recently got put on the IL. Uh, he had five starts in August, 27 innings, 15 earned, uh, you know, for an ERA of five flat. So he struggled as well. And then Johnny Cueto, like I said a couple couple minutes ago, um, he was coming off the IL. I was hoping – I was there on uh, Tuesday at the game against the Brewers – and right from the get-go, he was he was getting hit. Obviously, I couldn't really like see what type of pitches and stuff he was getting hit with. But four starts in August, 18 and two-thirds, 11 earned, 13 strikeouts, 10 walks. So his command's not there. Um, you know, kind of those these other numbers. Three. Just everybody. These numbers you just named off, those are brutal. That's almost it's a running inning for everybody. It's almost a hidden inning for everybody. It's, so, it's really rough. So let me ask you this outside of Logan Webb, who is, you know, for sure, really good right now, Kevin Gosman, who is still, still been good, but we need it. We need more innings out of them. Um, and then the other three, Discafani, Wood and Cueto, like on a scale of one to 10, how concerned are you regarding, I know it's a basic question. How concerned are you regarding the uh, starting rotation? Uh, I'm, I'm at like an eight. I really am. I've been concerned about this rotation since, uh, before the trade deadline. This is why I kept hammering home. I wanted to see them get a starting pitcher because the biggest fear was they have depth everywhere across the team, except in the starting rotation. And so when a guy or two goes down at the same time, it becomes the juggling act that we're about to talk about with this Dodger series, uh, because there nobody can stay healthy, nobody can stay on the field, and nobody can stay consistent. Logan Webb is the only guy I trust right now, and so just doing the basic math, I trust him. I trust no one else. So he, two out of ten, I trust them. So eight out of ten is my concern. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. I I would I, I'd put an eight there too, and I'm like you. I wanted. I wanted to address it. Uh, I know, you know, numbers wise, they had options there. They had, and it, these names are not sexy, but I'm making a point. You know, you had um, Scott Casimir. Then they added Tyler Chatwood. Then they added Matt Shoemaker, who we haven't seen, even though I know his last start in Sacramento went fairly well. Then they bring in Jose Quintana this last week, who came in relief on Tuesday after Cueto uh, when I was there and actually looked very good. Um, and again, we'll tie him into the Dodger preview. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to add another, uh, even if it was a veteran piece who's having an average year, a guy that can just go in there because, you know, you look at DiScafani and Wood and Cueto, like these guys have had injury issues in the past. And even though it hasn't like overtaken the season, I mean, these guys for the most part are healthy. We'll see them all three again this within this next month. Um, but it's worrisome, you know, uh, you get late into the season, guys get tired and they're not used to being here at this point. So yeah, it, it is something to worry about. Um, if, if they're going to make any noise, they definitely need Webb and Gosman and someone else, because you need at least, you need three starters to, you know, carry you through a series. So I'm with you. I'm at an eight out of 10, uh, worry on the rotation. And, uh, the other concern Obviously, before today, I know they put up four runs in the eighth inning against Devin Williams, but, um, the, you know, the bats. And, and and we won't go too deep into this because I, I have a feeling like you may you may be on the same wavelength as me on this. Um, you know, the, the home run ball has been there all year. Uh, they live or die by it. They've yeah. done a lot more living than dying. Um, they hit they hit another one they hit two more today i believe slater let off the game with it and then estrada hit that three run bomb uh the giants are still hitting home runs i know they went through a little stretch where uh they weren't really scoring runs and i know you have a statistic uh that i want to hear you bring up um but you know dating back to last friday i know they blew that game against atlanta 6-5 then they won 5 nothing but at, since then Zero runs against Atlanta on Sunday. One run against Milwaukee Monday. Two runs against Milwaukee Tuesday. Two runs yesterday. And then up until the eighth inning, they had one run. Um, how, talk about the bats. Like, are, are you concerned about the bats moving forward? Because uh, I'm not, actually. I'm, and I'll, I'll kind of follow you up. But talk about the offense. Yeah, I'm not concerned either. That's that's really funny to hear you say that. This is uh, we also got to keep in mind, like this Brewers series, Joey Votto came out and said this is one of the best pitching rotations he's ever faced in all his years of baseball yeah. about this Milwaukee team. And he, he's a guy who faced those Phillies rotations way back in like 10 and 09 with yeah. Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay and such. And he said that the Brewers rotation is even better than that which is probably why the Giants went six for 37 with runners in scoring position against the Brewers over four games. I mean, that's a, a buck 62. They were two for four today, which is pretty good. But I, I, I wanted to go back and look. And even against Atlanta, they were 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position on that Sunday game. But I'm not concerned because they just played – one of the top three teams in the national league after playing the fourth best team in the national league. And now they're going to play the second best team in the national league. It should be hard against these teams. It shouldn't be easy. I'd be concerned if they did this against the D backs and the Rockies, not doing it against the brewers and the Braves. The brewers are a good team. They put together quality of bats and they make you pay. And it felt like a team that you'd see down the road. So no, I'm not concerned about the offense. The biggest thing there is health. Once you get the guys healthy, you got so many guys out right now. Longo, Solano, Flores. Who else am I missing? Uh, Lacella's day to day. There's enough guys. There you go. It's it's a domino effect, though, because that's why Dubon was in center field today. And that's why Dubon was brought back up was because uh, Flores went down. So Solano and Flores going down back to back. You need a guy with offensive uh, infield flexibility for late innings. So that's why he came back. So I, I just I don't see any concerns of the offense. The Giants will do their fair share of hitting and the home runs will come around.
I look at the big picture uh, and I have this up now in front of me. They are fourth in the National League and run scored with 637. Um, the Dodgers are first with 680. If you think about it, that's 43 more runs. It sounds like a lot, but we're 135-ish games into the season. It's not that much. I mean, the Reds who you know have been scoring runs all year, and they got off to that stupid start where they were scoring like double-digit runs like the first week of the season. They've yeah. scored 672, and then the third is the Braves was 639 Giants four 637 so the offense has been there all year my point being that and I feel like it's a lazy take but it's right like if they had to go through a little spell where they're not putting up runs um and, and again to go off of what you just said they're doing it against a really damn good uh pitching staff that uh you know like uh you had uh Burns on Monday like you said with Milwaukee then you followed up with Woodruff um you know, Brett Anderson's no, uh, you know, Cy Young guy, but I mean, like he, he, he's not awful. He can give you some good quality innings. And then Lauer today, uh, you know, gave up basically the, the solo shot to Slater. And that was it. Like after that, from what I heard, he was fairly good. So, um, you know, they're going through this little spell. I don't see it lasting that long. I'm hoping that eighth inning today, uh, kind of just propelled them right in the back in the right direction again, especially, with uh, Los Angeles coming in this weekend. And then, like you said, you know, we have series against Arizona still, Colorado twice in Colorado. The Giants offense will still get going. They just, you know, the home runs will still be there. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not really concerned about the offense. I'm at like a two or a three. So, uh, they, <laughs> go, they it, go to Colorado to twice. Yeah. They go to Wrigley. I mean, yeah. these giant that's that's their last four road series, Colorado, Chicago, San Diego, Colorado. So they're going to continue to hit the ball wherever they go. Plus, they haven't been getting contributions from Posey and Crawford and Belt really lately. So, you know, that tends to make the offense lack. They really have been part of the engine that goes this year. It's a good point. Um The Say Hey Podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Let's get into this Dodgers series. So, like I said, both teams, 85 and 49, heading into this weekend's uh, you know final series between these two teams. They've played 16 times. They uh, are 8-8, eight and eight, uh, so it's been a dead even heat. Um I think th- I don't have it in front of me. I think each team scored exactly 68 runs against each other. It's crazy. 
Uh, this has yeah. been overall, and there have been series where the Dodgers dominated a series, but then the Giants dominated a series. But at the end of the day, it's like these two teams against each other have been fairly freaking even all the way up to this point. Um, so it's been it's been insane. Um, you know, the, the big question mark going into the series for the Giants is who the hell is going to throw after tomorrow? Because we're pretty certain we'll see Anthony DiSclefani, um say your prayers against the Dodgers tomorrow night. Um, but it looks like we have, at least according to ESPN, David Price is lined up. So uh, Price, obviously, former starter. He has had some spot starts for the Dodgers this year um, in that rotation that hasn't been there all year. Uh you know, so Disclefani and Price, like just looking at the pitching matchup, uh, what are your initial thoughts on this? Well, I mean, the Giants have struggled sometimes against left-handers, and Disclefani has struggled against the Dodgers. So uh, right off the bat, it looks like it could lean the Dodgers' way, but Price can definitely be had. I'm surprised to see uh, this will be Disclefani's sixth start against LA this year, so that would wow. mean every single series. And he has not lasted past the sixth inning. He's only gotten there once. But the Giants have won two of his five starts. That surprised me because we do have recollections of Disco getting his butt kicked by the Dodgers this year. So that did surprise me. It does give me a little glimmer of hope. But I definitely think the edge goes to the Dodgers. I mean, I hate to say it, but aren't we honest here? We're honest. This weekend series. Yeah. We're going to say for every game of this weekend series, the edge goes to the Dodgers. It just does when it comes to starting pitching right now, the giants are going to have to patch some things together to compete in this series. Uh, July 29th, uh, David price started against the giants in San Francisco, went four and a third, um, gave up three earned struck out only two and walked three. Uh, so was not really that great in, um, you know, that start against the Giants. So, yeah, like you said, he can be had, uh, you know, uh, you're a, you live in uh, Vegas, Eric. So it uh, sounds like take the over whatever it is in this game, <laughs> because uh, I would I would think so, <laughs> especially, you know, it's, we've had some warmer weather. Um, you know, San Francisco has become a hitter's ballpark in the last year or so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, we could see some runs tomorrow night. Um, maybe the Giants pull one out late and win like seven to five or something. I don't know, but I, I agree with you. I think you know the, the Dodgers have, and we were talking to the, about this pre episode in the last 18 games, the Dodgers are 15 and three. And uh, you know, the, the lineup that they have, uh, th- they can score runs against anybody, it doesn't even really matter who they're throwing out there. Um, so yeah, I, I, game one, I'm, I'm leaning Dodgers here. I hate to say it. I just don't – until DiScofani shows that he can shut down this lineup, especially a lineup that has, uh, you know, lefties like a Max Muncy. And I know he hasn't had a great year, but Cody Bellinger, um, they, they ha- and Corey Seager's healthy for this series. So uh, this is going to be a tough one. I, I think the Dodgers take game one. Yeah, I just last thought though. I mean, we the Giants haven't. Oh, I had a good thought. Oh, when it comes to Price <laughs> and Disco and, and giving up the runs. Oh, that's what it was. I'm gonna make a flat out prediction here that Darren Ruff takes David Price deep tomorrow night. Okay. And you know, does he lead off again? That was interesting. Uh, that was interesting last night. And you know what? I was like, 
is Kapler kind of taking an odd but old school approach? Like Ruff, you know, waits out at bats, see pitches, sees pitches. Like his on base percentage is really good. Like, are they just trying to get Darren Ruff on to lead off the game here? So, um, one that is interesting. Uh, you bring that up because I'm I wonder where he'll bat in the lineup too. So, um, yeah. Oh. That'd be interesting. Lead them off uh, again. It's it, it was almost like a, a an old school Cubs move when they started putting their sluggers at the top of the order. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, game two, Saturday, six oh five, night game. See Giants probably in those sweet black unis with the orange SF on them. Um, you know, uh, sound, Julio Urias is pretty much for sure pitching Saturday. We're not hundred percent sure who the heck's throwing for the Giants Saturday night. Uh, this was something else we did talk about uh, pre-show tonight. Um, is it pretty safe to assume that we'll see Sammy Long? I know he threw, uh, you know, high 80s, low 90s amount of pitches on Sunday. And even though he gave up six runs, he was huge to really save that bullpen in Atlanta on Sunday. Um, do you think it's Sammy Long on Saturday? Yeah, it's, it's got to be Sammy Long because, like you said, it was Sunday, so he'll be on enough rest. And he's the guy they're using as the starter. And then the guy they'll use for the next day starter is probably the other guy that they got a bunch of innings out of. So he'll, he'll be on regular rest. So I can totally see yeah. Sammy Long starting it. The Giants, you know, will use the quote unquote term opener, but they will be hoping to get as many innings as they can on Sammy Long. And if his curveball is working, the Dodgers can be neutralized against left handers sometimes. So it's a pretty decent matchup for. Uh, for the Giants, if you ask me, it might be a chance to steal a victory if Long can shut down things and the Giants can get to Urias, especially early. Because, you know, anecdotally, it seems like Urias seems to get got early uh, as opposed to late when he starts True. settling in. So, you know, the, I, I would say there is a possibility to, to steal one there. And, uh, and I'm trying to find uh, Urias against the Giants this year. He's given up one run, one run seven runs so he did have a bad game against the giants this year in san francisco so no in la so there's the possibility to get to him again so that's a really good game for them to get and i sammy long's got to be the starter there's literally no other possibility they're not going to throw jay jackson or john brebby out there to be the opener no i mean if they can if they can get long to get into the fifth and give up you know no more than two or three runs i would think that that's a win in and of itself of you know, uh, from an individual player, you know, Hey, get us into the fifth, you know, maybe we're down three to one, get it to this bullpen. And hopefully Urias is at enough pitches then where, uh, you know, the, his bullpen's coming in not long after. And I trust the giants bullpen more than I trust the Dodgers bullpen. I don't really trust anybody in that LA bullpen outside of Blake Trinan really right now. So uh, I, I was, I was looking at Sammy Long's, Surprisingly, he's only appeared against the Dodgers once this year. It was July 28th. Um, it was not a start. Two innings pitch. He faced 10 batters, um, two hits, but no runs, two strikeouts, and one walk. So, um, you know, wasn't wasn't awful. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see, and we're assuming that he gets the nod on Saturday, what he'll do there. Um, Urias, been really good this year. He's got like 15 wins. I think he's 15 and three. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's had a really good year, especially for being, you know, like the number four guy realistically in that Dodgers rotation. That's just how deep they are. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I, but I they think can this be is... patient. 
that's all they have to be is the Giants yeah. hitters is be patient. He doesn't yeah. go deep, deep. He his the most pitches he's thrown this year is one on one, and that was almost two months ago. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, he has not hit triple digit pitches in in two months. So, uh, yeah, be patient. Get him out of game and get to that Dodger bullpen. Um, this is I'm I'm kind of with you too. This is a toss up game. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. So, I'll. I'll be a homer on this one, and I think the Giants and make a prediction here. Um, I, I'm going to say it. Uh, Lamont Wade uh, pinch hits late in this game uh, because he probably won't start with Urias on the mound, and uh, he hits one into the cove. I'm not saying it's a walk-off, but it puts the Giants ahead, and the Giants win, like, I don't know, 4-3 to three on Saturday. So I'll, I'll take the Giants on Saturday. That'd be nice. The one line of decision I have for you on Saturday against your Urias is do you uh, throw? Oh, wait, no. It's no, forget it. It's not a line of decision. Roughs in left field. Forget it. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would assume so. Um, yeah. I, I, I had Urias backwards for some reason. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. So, Sunday, last game, uh, at least during the regular season, the Giants faced the Dodgers. Guess what, Eric? It's a four o'clock start and it's on ESPN. It took until September 5th for the Giants to get a nationally televised game on Sunday. Uh, and who to thunk it? Uh, the A's actually got a Sunday night game in Oakland before the Giants did because they were on last week against the Yankees. So, uh, you know, I, I just I find that baffling because even in the years where the Giants aren't great, they, they still find a way like in, you know, May, June or July to put the daughters and giants on ESPN on a Sunday night. One, uh, because of the rivalry and two, they love showing Oracle park. It's a beautiful yard. I just can't believe that it's taken this long, but whatever. I don't really care. Um, we're going to see, we're going to see, and I hate, I hate using this term, but one of my favorite pitchers in the game, Walker Bueller, he's going to throw on Sunday for the Dodgers. And this is another to be determined, for the uh, Giants on Sunday, hopefully, you know, the bullpen's available where if they need them for a few innings late in this game, they can be there. But um, another note we're talking pre-show, uh, is this uh, a start where we see Jose Quintana uh, for the Giants? Because he threw Tuesday. Um, I think he threw at least two innings. I knew that. Um, but he looked oh, he very threw, good. Uh, threw, he, go he threw – Three and a third. Uh, okay. Cueto okay. went three and two thirds, and he went three and a third. And he looked very good. Um, and this will be on a normal starter's rest. I know Quintana has been used as a starter and a reliever this year. But uh, this could be uh, another start for Quintana, his first with the Giants. I'm just I'm just trying to think of, like, who else they could use. And I, I, don't, I don't see anybody outside of uh, a possible opener that they could use there. And I doubt they want to go the opener route, uh, especially a day after where Sammy Long's probably throwing. Um, that's like waving oh, yeah. the white flag really early in the series, you know? So what, what do you think? They've got these guys stretched out for a reason. Uh, I mean, if you're going to throw a Jose Alvarez or Arlene Garcia to start the game, that would be a true opener. But I think they really want these guys to eat up a few innings. And that's why Q seems to be the, the logical choice to pitch on Sunday. I mean, you've got the thought that the Dodgers don't do as well against left-handed pitchers. 
Quintana did look good in his Giants debut. Um, he has a proven track record as a decent pitcher. As somebody who's watched him for years, he's got strikeout stuff, but the ability to get wild. So, yeah. you know, he, he definitely brings swing and miss stuff to the table and the ability to give you a chance to win. So I think the Giants would definitely probably not definitely, but I, I, I that's who I throw. That's you. It's like you said, I'm looking literally at the roster right now. And Garcia and Alvarez are the only other two that jumped out to me. Although Berger has also been added to the roster. True. Uh, so it's entirely possible that we see him for a few innings. If something doesn't work out with a long or uh, Quintana, but I think just keep it the theme of left-handed pitching. You got to throw left-handers at the Dodgers and mix and match after that. So I say throw Quintana and I say he throws well, I, I bet he does throw well. He seems to lock it in sometimes in the good situations. And he, he looked, he looked good. His pitches look good from the television, from the couch on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, Tuesday, uh, like you said, he went three and a third faced 12 batters, six strikeouts, one walk, one hit. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're going to bring that to the table and, and, you know, a lot of people talk about Milwaukee's pitching rotation, like dude, when healthy, that's a good lineup too. Um, so he, it's not like he was facing a cheap lineup. Um, I did want to look at before we wrap up, I was looking at, uh, Walker Bueller's, uh, numbers. He had back-to-back starts in late July against the giants, July 22nd in LA seven and a third, nine strikeouts, one walk, one earned run, five hits. He faced 27 batters. Um, you know, typical Walker Bueller start, hands it over the pen for a chance to win. Uh, and then the next week in San Francisco, uh, seven innings, faced 25 batters, eight Ks, two walks, three hits, no runs. Uh, you know, so he it's it's not like he, he can't handle the Giants. He can very much handle the Giants. Even the start before that, six innings, one, one earned. So, um, man, this is tough. I just, yeah. especially, especially with, uh, you know, if it is Quintana, hopefully kind of like Sammy long, get, get us to the fifth inning possibly and go from there. Um, I just, I just don't see the giants doing anything against Walker Bueller. And, and I, I see them losing on Sunday, hopefully a low scoring game, maybe something like a three to two, um, but yeah, I do. I, I see the Dodgers taking two or three in this series. And I know that I said a couple weeks ago with Rob, whoever wins this series will win the NL West. And as my, I, it, I'll take the blame because I was riding the Dodgers all year to win this division. I held on to them late. And then, you know, like two weeks ago, I said, I think the Giants are going to hold on. Uh, but I am sticking to it. If, if whoever wins this series, I think holds on to the West. Wow. That's bold. I mean, if it's a, if somebody takes two of three, they're only a game up. So we we know that could swing on any time in any location, but I mean, I I'm inclined to agree with you. If there wasn't another 28 games or whatever afterwards, that that's the thing. It's still going to come down to there. there So there's a lot of, it does set the tone for December, uh, December, September. It does set the tone for September, but, you know, it, it just circles back to our wish to see more competitive Giants-Dodgers baseball going down the stretch. So it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching. It, it really is. And I'm with you. Sunday is a tough, tough task against Bueller. He hasn't let up more than two runs against the Giants at all this year. He's <laughs> yeah. won both of his starts at Oracle Park this year. 
Uh, yeah, the Giants have beaten the Dodgers twice in games he started, but the bullpen did it both times. So you can't always. I'm down that. for that to happen again. I don't care how it freaking ha- works. You know, just just make it happen. Right. <laughs> it's the bullpen again. I mean, that's what happened today. And it was just amazing that they got to Devin Williams, a guy who hadn't given a home run up to a righty on the pitch. He gave up a home run to Estrada on since 2019 in his fourth appearance, <laughs> which is just crazy. <laughs> like this guy hadn't given up more than one run in his last 22 appearances. And, and so, you know, that's it doesn't crazy. seem to matter who's in the bullpen. If somebody's mystifying the Giants, as long as they get that person out, they can attack the the bullpen. And like you said, the Dodgers bullpen can be had. Uh, Blake Trinan, I agree, is the only guy that I, I have any faith in right now. Every one of them. Honestly, Bickford's been pitching pretty well for them. Uh, Former Giant. To, yep, compared to how great are all and uh, even Jansen. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, you know, I really, I know overall the last like what 10 years he's been the Dodger closer. Like he's, he's been really good. He's going to go down as the Dodgers best closer they've ever had. Um, but man, I'll tell you, like, especially this year, especially on back to backs, um, I, I don't think the game's over when Kenley Jansen comes in. So, uh, you know, hopefully if we can get another one off of him this weekend where he blows it, man, I just, I will rub. I will rub their freaking faces in it because I just love seeing Kenley Jansen come in and blow leads against the Giants. So, um, yeah, I think I well, think it's, we'll wrap- it's like the I believe that's a towel behind you. It's like the towel on the wall or flag on the wall that says "Beat LA," and that's LA, what dude. it's all about this weekend. Beat LA. Yes, it is, my friend uh, Eric. Thanks for coming on, man. I know I uh, I hit you up last minute to join today, and uh, you came through in the clutch, just like a two out hit. And so don't forget, follow Eric on Twitter at two out hits um, and give torture cast a uh, follow and a listen wherever you get your podcast. So yeah. Hey, giants Dodgers three games this weekend, Eric, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Uh, 50 episodes uh, for the say, Hey podcast. This is, it's been a joy. Can't wait for the next 50. So, uh, you know, no other way to wrap episode 50 than to say, Beat LA. So let's beat LA. When the Giants come to town, it's bye bye, baby. Every time the chips are down, it's bye bye, baby. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.